Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, today my guests are two registered nurses. Nan Pickowitz has been in the industry for almost 35 years and works at Eisenhower Medical Center in Rancho Mirage, California. And Reed Perkins, who has also been in the industry for 19 years and works at Utah Valley Hospital in Provo, Utah. I have them both on today to talk about what they are seeing on the front lines of the COVID virus and the importance, as they see it, of getting the vaccine. There are only two nurses, two voices among many thousands around the country and world. Can they speak for all? I don't know. Are they the experts? I don't know. But today, they are my experts, so listen and do with it what you will. I have been on the fence about getting the vaccine, and my purpose today was to see if they could talk me off. Let's see how this goes. Okay, guys, welcome. Thank you both for joining me today. And I would like to start just briefly with each one of you, kind of giving a little history, your just, uh, just background experience, expertise, why you're here. We know why you're here, because you're both cool, but <laughs> we'll start with you, Nan. So my name is Nan. I am an RN. I've been a registered nurse for 27 years now. I started in a very small rural hospital in Northern California as a nursing assistant right out of high school. Um, I did that for probably about five years there and I moved to Reading to finish school. Um, and then I again moved south to finish school because I had two jobs and my parents had moved down here. So I moved down here, had, still had two jobs very expensive to go to school and get your degree. Um, so I then got my RN with an associates. Um, I started working as a orthopedic nurse on an ortho neuro floor. I worked there for 27 years. Um, about 2013, I went back and our hospital is requiring everybody get a bachelor's in science nursing. So I went back and got my bachelor's degree while working and having a family. That was very hard. And then about six years ago, I transferred so I can have some holidays and weekends off because I've done that my whole career, even as a nursing aide, working holidays and weekends as hospital staff does. Um, so I worked to, I moved to a pre-anesthesia testing clinic. Uh, we do all the pre-op evaluations for patients having any type of surgery um, from hangnails to locals, to getting thing, little things removed to big open heart surgeries. Every kind of surgeries goes through our clinic. We make sure they're safe for surgery um, and evaluate them, get any kind of clearances and so on. Um, so anyway, I'm now manager. As of two weeks ago, I managed that clinic. <clears throat> I also became, when I was an orthopedic nurse, orthopedic certified. Um, being orthopedic certified or any kind of certification is actually one of the hardest things you can do. It was harder than my nursing boards, harder than the bachelor's program. But anyway, those are my credentials. And I love being a nurse, but right now has probably been the most challenging time of my career ever since COVID had started. Understandable. And you're, you are working out of what hospital where? Um, I work at Eisenhower Medical Center in Rancho Mirage. Okay. California. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, Reed. And we have pretty similar backgrounds, it sounds like. Uh, I started off as a nurse's aide for four years at a group home with kids that had autism, uh, and then went over to Utah Valley to start as a, a nurse's aide, did that for four years on an orthopedic and neuro floor as well, uh, and then got my RN, and I've been a nurse for 11 years now, so 19 total in healthcare, but... Uh, like Nan, I, I'm certified in orthopedics and just finishing my stroke certification right now. So uh, we, we have very similar backgrounds. It sounds That's like. fine. But, uh, yeah. So I've been at Utah Valley for 15 years on the same floor. Um, they took orthopedics away from us, unfortunately, a few years ago. We're, so we're uh, neuro and then uh, urology, which I would kill to have orthopedics back, but is what it is but yeah just like nan said it's been a really rough couple of years but uh you know I, I just like her i i love nursing i love caring for people and it's i think when you do what we do it's you have to have that in your blood in order to survive uh, in this environment anymore so i think anything in the medical 
field, whether at your level or first responders. Uh, I know I was an EMT for a few years and you don't do it for the money. Yeah. Because it's not there. Sure. Well, I'm having you both here today because I had a, I wouldn't say a revelation, but I, I talked to both of you recently and my brother-in-law, who's a flight medic um, based out of Redding, California, about the vaccine. Because I've been on the fence, not on the fence, I've been avidly against it from the word go. And I think it's because I and half the planet have been exposed to media that is less than sincere, I guess, less than, you know, and, and people feeding you crap six ways from Sunday. So you guys work in this world. So tell me why I'm still trying to be convinced. So why is this a smart thing? Because I hear so many things that, that convince me otherwise. And again, I don't know if it's BS or just people's opinions, but I've been swayed by that. So help me off the fence. So Reed, let's feed off of each other. I'm going to first say we would not be where we are today in America or in the world if it was not for vaccines. Let's talk about polio. Smallpox is one of the deadliest diseases ever. There is no intention behind this vaccine other than to stop this pandemic. All the information is based on science. It's based on they, they made the flu vac, they're the, excuse me, the COVID vaccine off of how they do the flu. They are working on right now, um, developing the flu vaccine with the COVID for the next flu season, not this one, but most likely next one. The coronavirus has been around forever. It is just the current way of which it's mutated that it's deadly. So again, there is no intention behind this vaccine and it is ridiculous how these crazy stories there is no science behind those rumors every you you have to go off the websites and the knowledge that is the most reliable and that is the cdc and the world health world health organization there they have no intent they are all public health all world health and they just have the public's needs in mind there's no intention there so where these there's no facts behind these rumors so where are people where how are people because i i'm the the crazy things i'm seeing is that nobody trusts the cdc and or people don't trust anybody because of the i don't i don't know that why all of a sudden are we not trusting the cdc we trust them for venereal diseases we trust them to know that the worst you know the percentage of deaths is related to cardiac disease and smoking and poor diets. You know, why do we believe them for those reasons and not other reasons such as like a vaccine or a pandemic? It's just. I think also the media has taken the few minor cases of reactions and people having issues with it and just run with it. When in reality, it's like, there's not a single vaccine that's ever been made that hasn't had a few people that have had reactions to it. Anytime you're given medication to people, you're gonna have a few that are gonna have reactions. But if you look at the large majority of numbers, talking millions and millions and millions of people with such a minute number of people having any kind of reaction to it at all, it's just, it's mind blowing that they can take those small little examples and then turn them into this propaganda basically it makes it seem like the government's lying, that this thing's out of control, and it's going to cause you all of this harm. And, and yet that same media that's driving that isn't talking about how the people that are rejecting it are putting alcohol and smoking and all these things into our bodies that are just exactly. as harmful and, and just as deadly to us. Right. And yet because it's a, been a, politic, a political issue, uh, they run with it. And, and unfortunately, those things get a life of their own. And in the social media driven world we live in, it just it just continues to, you know, grow and grow and grow. And then you get more people on the bandwagon saying, oh, yeah, well, I heard this and I heard this. When in reality, those numbers, if you look across the board, are ridiculously tiny. And it's mm-hmm. it's insane because those people who are doing that, who are driving that engine, have no idea the number of lives that they're actually costing rather than saving 
which is unfortunate because I think a large number of those people feel like they are trying to save people and help people. They all believe they're right. Yeah, so, of course. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, so let me just, let me just say too, from the very get-go when this pandemic started, my department was responsible for testing all patients that were going to have surgery for COVID. So we had to create a system um, of making appointments, giving them the blurb for the CDC recommendations to keep our staff safe. Our staff safe. They had to isolate after they had their swab, so they weren't exposed. They had to um, stay home until they got their results and and or their surgery. There was, you know, just a lot of kickback from that. I'm not doing the swab. You guys are putting stuff in there. You're going to give me COVID. You're going to put a computer chip in my brain. The stuff that we heard is a very, very small population of that. But the stuff that we heard and the fight we had until we finally got to the point where like, then don't have your surgery because we can't battle this anymore. We can tell you why we're doing it, but I can tell you the hospital has no intent other than to protect our staff and yourself. That's why we need to know if you have COVID or not. If you're negative, then you may move forward and have your surgery. If you refuse, you may not have it. And if you're positive, we're going to postpone your procedure. But okay, so with that being said, I've worked very close with the people that do the swabs, that run the tests, and then moved on to develop the vaccine department. So because we had such an efficient process. So then the same thing going in, I mean, you could hear the rumors shift. Then it became, you're implanting me with a microchip. People are getting COVID. So let me just say off of that, you're not going to get COVID from getting the vaccine. You are injected with a protein that, or it's called mRNA. And when it's injected into your body, your cells recognize it and think, think it is not the actual virus. They think that it's the virus and they start building antibodies from there. So the chances of you having a severe reaction and are getting COVID are very low, again, because it was developed like the flu vaccine, but you're not going to get COVID because it's not the COVID virus. So anyway, my point in all that is you could see the shift of the rumors and the, the kickback. Again, it's a small percentage, but those are the ones that are feeding this, and then the media takes that. And, and, and another thing is, just to add, I sat in those um, vaccine clinics and observed for a while so I could speak to it, to my patients that were asking, and I didn't see one reaction. And I asked, and even I called several times, have you had a serious reaction? How's it going? Especially in the beginning, they had one person pass out and that's before she had the vaccine. Otherwise, and that was probably six, eight months. I had checked so frequently, I stopped calling, but no severe reactions other than maybe a headache or so right away, but nothing severe. So I think too, like, I think too that not only is it the negative stuff that social media and those small groups are, are propagating, but it's the lack of the understanding of the factual things that have happened. For example, I've had a lot of patients that have said, oh, well, they totally rushed this. There's no way they haven't checked. They haven't, you know, they've done the proper checks and balances that they normally do, et cetera, et cetera. MRA is a perfect example. They've been working for 30 years on how to, how to make that work with a vaccine. It's not like that started when COVID began. They've right. been working on this for years. They just applied it to COVID. And right. half the reason it rushed through was we cut through all the red tape that normally happens. We didn't do anything differently than we normally do. And that's just one example. And I think there's a, a huge number of things that if people were really educated about how this process happened and the steps that were taken to make it safe for people, they would understand that this isn't something you need to be scared of. In fact, right. the opposite of that, this is something that can save your life or a loved one's life or a neighbor's life. And it's really that critical. And I think when people are educated, truly educated about what's happening and, and the, the reasons why certain things took place, I think it takes away a lot of that fear, but when people don't get that information and all they're hearing are these negative things because that's what makes splash headlines, then unfortunately you get the problem that we're in right now. And it's, it's really unfortunate because the other thing I think people don't take into the equation or don't understand is 
this is unprecedented in our generation to have right. something like this hit worldwide in today's day and age where you have modern transportation. You know, I mean, obviously the last time we saw it was the, the 1918 epidemic, but people weren't able to move around the world like they can today. And right. so this is literally an unprecedented event. And so and we're spreading it more because it, again, then um, my mom was talking about, she remembers her mom talking about the pandemic. They couldn't leave their house. Correct. So the traveling and the things like that weren't occurring then. Yep. So that's the only thing that stopped that. There's no stopping this one. You know, they're saying the health experts have said from the very get-go, the health experts, not the government, the only thing that's going to stop this pandemic is a vaccine because viruses, when you take microbiology, viruses thrive to live. That is their purpose in life. So it is going to keep mutating unless we get a hold of it. Well, of course, now we have the Delta virus or the, the Delta variant. There's another one coming. It's, it's here. It's in our valley. I don't remember what it's called, but... Um, yeah, it's going to keep mutating, and the only thing that's going to stop it, again, if everybody's vaccinated and the spread stops and or slows down. Yes. Yeah, we forget that the media is a business, too, and that's where <laughs> most of the people are getting their information. The we got to follow the science. And, and nobody does, I, nobody, what is it, see, now when you say that, what, I mean, it's the average jack, what does that mean? You know, it's easier, I think, for healthcare workers because from the get-go, our basis is microbiology, um, anatomy, physiology, and you learn the immune response. And you see, so for us, it's not hard to understand. And again, we'll probably get into this topic, but there are not very many nurses that don't want this vaccine. It is a very, very, very small amount. And again, the media is blowing that out of proportion. I am telling you, Every single nurse in my department, we were almost fighting over who was going to get it first. That's the same with mine. We were like, wait, did you get it? Wait, do you got your vaccine already? When yeah. did you, wait, who, when are we going to be contacted? Wanted it. That was my next question was, I have seen a few nurse stories. Again, it's coming through social media. So we all have to just take that with a grain of salt and know that and that could be a propaganda story. And it's very convincing. Even my brother-in-law's has a friend that's a nurse and she was leaving the profession because she didn't want to get it. She felt like she was being forced. So talk about that. Is that just like a minute outlier story or, or I think nurses like that are, are, I nurses think that are don't... so, so far and few between, I think like Nan said, I know on my floor and the nurses that I know in our hospital, it was like a race to get to the vaccine. We're seeing what happens. We yeah. see the reality of what happens when people have COVID. It doesn't care if you're young or old, if you're Republican or Democrat. It doesn't care if you're healthy or sick. It can kill you in a heartbeat. And so for us, seeing the reality of that and having our patients pass, it's yeah. like, hey, this is no joke. This isn't some propaganda. Like, you go get it now. And we've had I, coworkers know. sick and die and yep. be maimed and have their health affected for the rest of their life. And, you know, that's not even, that's not even talking about you want to protect your patient. Correct. That's, not even, that's not even talking about the fact that we know the science behind it. So we're, we, we're not even going to argue about getting it. You know, yeah. it's, it's the fact that you want to help the pandemic. You want to get the numbers down. It's, you know, just everything. There's really most people wanted it. Reed, yeah. tell me. Because I, I, I know you and I were having a discussion about you know, how this affects people so differently because my dad's 80-year-old girlfriend got the virus and she works in a care center for old people. And she is an old people. She's fine. Yeah. Reed, tell me about that coworker of yours. Yeah. So like I was saying to you, you know, there's so much, again, like I just mentioned, there's so much about this virus we're still learning. You know, we're learning how it, and why it attacks certain people and certain it doesn't. Me, I had COVID last October and I'm 46 years old. I'm diabetic. I have asthma. I'm overweight. I fit every high risk category that you can have short of my age. And I got it and I did okay. It was, I was very sick, but I survived it. I have a coworker who I worked with for years and years. Who's a sweet, sweet person. She's a lot younger than I am. She runs marathons. She's as healthy as a person can be, not overweight in any way, shape or form, doesn't have any health history. She got it and almost died. And I mean, literally lung transplants, the whole nine yards. And so 
with a lot of this, that we don't know quite yet why some people are affected more than others are. Right. And that's the thing about it is I have so many people I know that are young that are like, oh, I don't need to get the vaccine. I'm young and healthy. And I tell them, hey, in the last month, I've had, to, I've had to bury a 24-year-old and a 36-year-old. Like, you know, it's it doesn't matter. COVID doesn't care about your age or any of those things. And that's, again, that's part of that misinformation. And part of that is just being young and feeling like you're invincible and what have you. But but that people have to realize that there's no discrimination. And, and, and as of yet, and again, because COVID is so new, we're trying to figure out those things. We're trying to study yeah. why as a virus it does you know, affect yeah. some people more than it does another person. And that's until we can figure out those variables and those factors, you have to treat everybody and hope that everybody will just take it as, hey, I could potentially be one of those people that that unfortunately passes from this, or I could give it to somebody who could. And so, yeah, it could be a know, family member. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, the reality of this is it, it's so hard because you know, with 99% of things in healthcare, Nan can attest to this, it's tried and tested. If somebody comes in with tuberculosis, hey, we know what to do for that. We know what medications to give. We know what regimen right. to use. Yep. We know what time frame for recovery we're looking at and what, you know, what diagnostic tests we need to do, et cetera. Yeah. With COVID, we're learning as we go. And, and people have got to try to be patient. Because yeah, it's a new disease. It's something that we've never had to deal with before. Exactly. They and it's, and I think people, people don't realize that another factor that Nan and I deal with is the burden it's putting on healthcare. You talk about nurses leaving because they don't want to be vaccinated. I, that, that isn't even a factor in our world. Guess the what? bigger factor is the yeah. amount of PTSD and burnout. Because you're talking about a generation, literally a generation of healthcare employees, doctors, nurses, nurses, aides, mm -hmm. respiratory therapists, et cetera, et cetera, that right now are about as critical in this country as employees as anybody is. And you're seeing people leave left and right. That's you're seeing a lot of generation not want to jump into that battle because they oh, see what's happening. The we're having nursing shortages like crazy. So is it is it they're, they're leaving because they're just burnt out and they just can't do it anymore? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It is so incredibly stressful. Yep. We we had a code triage today. Our ER was packed. We didn't have any discharges and we had seven nurses call in. I can't tell you how many nurses have retired because they were on COVID floors. Yep. And they took early retirement and or they're changing professions. So the the percentage of people that are getting fired from COVID is very, 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 very small. Yeah, it's it's happening they, because the hospitals, their backs are up against the wall. The, okay. the Not the government, but the public health is saying, you can't have somebody taking care of patients if they haven't been vaccinated because they're going to pass on this disease. I mean, it's it's kind of common sense. It's not, they don't want to force nurses to do it. But Reality is we have to do that with every other thing. What hepatitis, flu vaccines. I'll give you an example. Every year I get sick when I get the flu vaccine. Every single year without fail, for whatever reason, I get sick. Do I enjoy taking the flu vaccine? Absolutely not. Do I do it because I have patients who are at a higher risk than me and it's because it's important for my job as a caregiver to do it? You better believe it. Now, it's not something that if it was just up to me, I probably wouldn't do it because yeah. I, because it makes me ill. But because there's a, a bigger need, I think so much of our society has changed from an I problem, from a we problem to an I problem. It's yeah. all about what my rights are. And I give that people have rights. I feel the same way. But there are certain things in our society that become a we problem. And this goes past whatever my personal rights are, if I can now affect somebody and possibly kill them because of the decision that I make. And it, it it's a hard thing. And I get that it it's it's an inflammatory thing. People want their rights and their privacy and the right to decide. And I understand that to a degree, but I also understand when you're in a public health crisis, there becomes a point in time where you just have to say, you know what, what's in the best interest for me, my family, my neighbor, for everybody involved in this process, not to mention healthcare system and employees who are drowning in this mess and who are trying to deal with this. And we haven't even seen, even when COVID is done, which I pray happens at some point, you're going to see the repercussions for years to come from this. 
because oh. I think so many people in this field are hanging in there because they know there's no help coming behind them. Do you know? And so the minute that it's done, I think you're going to see a wave of people leave this field, either retire, quit, or do something different. We got to talk about our responsibilities yeah. too. You talk about rights, which is get, I get it. And people are afraid of, you know, slow creeping of rights, but there's a responsibility also, which right. we, we, tend, we, we tend to ignore because that's so, more difficult. If I can just, I, I just really feel very strongly about this because I'm seeing it so badly. I'm, I'm begging the public to understand how burnout these nurses are. Yep. They have not only seen the most horrific things, people dying without their family, imagine young people dying without their family. Right. And nurses have to, nurses are caring people and it just sucks the life out of you because you're giving everything you have. And it's a constant. And it, even if you're not directly doing it, you're supporting that staff constantly. I, it's palpable. When you walk on the campus, it's palpable. We're going back up again and the nurses are so stressed out. We're closing floors again. We're opening the surgical floor. We're doing these different things. We're changing floors around so we can put COVID patients in there again. And then people that don't normally do that are doing it again. And dietary has to gown up a certain way again. And we just, you know, our morgue's gonna fill up again. I mean, you name it, it's happening again. And just as of lately, we're putting emotional support people back on the floor on the floor that we've not done before because yep. the nurses can't do it anymore. They're tapped out. 100%. Beyond. It's heartbreaking. Are there, are there like groups of nurses or have you guys banded together to do something like, you know, kind of like what I'm doing, a little show or a podcast or something where, I mean, can, or can you to just there's kind no of plead for, plead, just there's, no time for that? There's no time. Okay. Well, I think also you just you get to a point where when you're not at the hospital, you don't even want to talk about it, think no. about it, deal with it, because you're you're when just you so done with it. Five minutes to yourself, you don't even listen to the radio on the way home. Correct. You stare out the window. Yep. You're yeah, the so minute saturated. the minute I clock out, I'm done with COVID. I, I can't, I just can't devote any more of my emotional or my mental time to it. Because if I do, then I'm gonna be worthless the next time I walk and clock back into that door. So you and guys are, just were, or I'm going to say the heck with this. I'm done. So you guys are, you guys are hating on me right now. No. Then, huh? We okay. we are barely hanging on. Yeah. And are, I'm are not you, even, it's a hair. Are you, uh, same way. are you guys hating on me? Cause I drag you out and make you talk about it. No, no. It's we important want, to talk about to hear it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I wanted you. Cause I, I, and I know what Reed, I didn't, I'm glad I talked to you the other day because I didn't know you guys could, I thought you had to be all hush hush about it. So I'm glad you can just openly talk about it. You know, yeah, as far not? as representing the company I work for, whatever, but just for my opinion as a nurse, I'm happy to tell people because I, again, this is things that affect every single person. And it's, our chief it, it just seems so silly to me. We have something that can stop people from dying from one shot with all the negative things we put into our bodies. I'm guilty of that with food and a number of things. Like we all do it. It's part of life. And when you have something that if you really look at the statistics, like hardly anybody has had any problems with it. And all it's going to do is keep you from dying or keep you from potentially spreading it as bad to other people. Like why on earth would we not do that? Trust. And the effects of COVID, they don't even know yet. We have a nurse that was so sick from COVID. She was off for probably four or five months. She came back to work. She had to be on light duty. She's so fatigued. She cannot get over herself. She's like fatigue, fatigue, fatigue. Finally, the doctor's like, let's try something. Let's look at this. Let's biopsy your muscles. She's got COVID in her muscles. Yeah. People are getting COVID in their heart muscle. People are, are getting COVID in their brains. We don't even know the lasting effect of this yet. We've got to stop this. Yeah. Nobody knows where these variants are going to go. It's going to get worse. Yeah. That's how they, that's how they survive. They get worse and stronger. Correct. Right. Well, okay. So how, how do people educate themselves? You talk about that, but that's where, where do they go? Cause talk to your doctor. What if they don't have one? Then go get one. Go talk to a neighbor. Who's a nurse. Go talk to somebody that works in this field. The thing I tell people is that there's Republicans, there's independents, there's Democrats that all work in this field. There's not some big conspiracy. Go find somebody. And if you don't know anybody, then go pick a random doctor. 
They're not gonna sit and lie to you. They have no agenda. Our job is to simply care for people. And the reason that we're so passionate about this is our job is to make sure people live and they're healthy and, and doing so well. And when we see this all the time and we know that there's a tool out there that can help prevent those problems or at least limit those problems, like it, it's infuriating to us at times because we just, it's it's like banging your head against the wall. You're screaming from the mountaintop that look, this thing isn't that bad. Why are we all freaking out over this? This is a this is a blessing that's come into our lives. And so, why would you not take advantage of that? Like, even if you don't feel about it personally, think about other people. And it, it so it just gets to the point where it's like find somebody that's a professional or someone you trust that maybe does have that education or knowledge. Or like Nan said, go to sites like the CDC, the World Health Organization. That's They're one of the things lie. that's so frustrating us in healthcare is when political figures in whatever party badmouth organizations like that because it's like those are the few sources of like legitimate, just straight science information that people science. can go find. And when they get kind of pooped on by you know those in the media, then all of a sudden you're like you said, it's become so diluted. It's like, well, where do you look for truth for people that are so worried about that? And it becomes very frustrating for us in this field because it's like that that's information is sitting there. That is hard science sitting there that any person, if they have the desire, can go look that information up and look at those statistics. Right now, the last statistics we saw in my hospital of the admits that we've gotten, and we are as chock full of COVID patients as we've ever been, 98% of those admitted to the hospital are non-vaccinated. 98%. That's two. That's insane. Like, I mean, you know, if, if you had Ebola breakout, nobody would be screaming about a vaccine if, you know, not getting it if there was one out there. It's just people, it's the misinformation has just gotten so out of control. It's, it's bananas to us well, in this field. I think what's going to happen, I think unless we get a handle on this, just politically, the next time something comes, it's a total, it's a total never cry or boy who cried wolf story. People are going to yeah. like, no way. I don't care what it is. They're not going to believe it. And that's the, that's the, that's the scary part is it's ruining. Why, I, I just don't understand why they believe the media when you can never believe the media. Like, right. Really, you're just going to believe, you know, they sell those flaming hot Cheetos. It's like, okay, just because that's on TV doesn't mean you should eat it. <laughs> like, give me a break. Damn it, man. Gonna... You just killed my whole diet. I know. I'm sorry. I never let my kids have that stuff. Um, like, well, that's on the tame end of the spectrum. You look at like TikTok and people taking like all these insane medications like that they should not be taking, like period. I mean, the latest one is a, a horse med for for worms and people are taking it like it's, you know, tongues. It's insane. Like you guys will put that in your body, but you won't go get a shot that'll help you that we know will help you and not have crazy side effects. So when everybody's right before COVID, like everybody for centuries, years, you want to go to other countries, you're willing to get a pile of vaccines to go and prevent yeah. stuff that you don't know much about, but you go line up and do it. You know, it's, it's no different than people in the military doing stuff for years. They don't know what they're getting, but they do it. Now all of a sudden, just because you hear a couple bad rumors, it doesn't make any sense. I, I think one of the only things that the government hasn't done that hasn't helped their cause no matter who it is, and put out appropriate public service announcements about rumors. This is a rumors. Here's the facts. Here's how it's developed. I mean, give the exact facts and keep showing those public service announcements. That is what's not happening. Yeah, I'm with people, you there. But are, but are people going to even, I mean, I, I am a very non-trusting person of any government and people just don't trust anyone. It's whether they do or whether they don't, you'll never control that. Yeah, I know. Right. That's what you have to you have to at least get the information out there. And that way, unfortunately, if people have some, if they choose not to, they unfortunately might have to look back and be like, I should have listened. It it is what it is, but you still have to get that information out there. Quick break. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. One, it's free. Two, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And five, 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. It is so stinking easy. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You will not be disappointed. And we're back. When I was announcing that I was going to interview you guys, I asked people to ask some questions and I thought there'd be a lot more. One was kind of funny and he said, when's the microchip going to take effect and everyone going to turn into robots? Any one of you have an answer on that? I would love that. One in their phones or the one that didn't go in the vaccine? Yes. (laughs) They're one in the same, right? Anyway. Yeah. So that's a funny question, but there's no answer for that. Um, (laughs) The other one was... Why do they think that there's a chip in there when there's never been a chip in any vaccine ever ever before? So where did that even come from? I think it's probably because of that, you know, that how pets can get that little insert yeah but do you realize the needle in there do you have you the size of a garden hose it's huge it's like an iv yeah yeah Yeah. well it's bigger than that yeah so it's huge so that's one thing and then have you seen the needle that they use for the covid vaccine or any vaccine we turn very small yeah Yeah. but come on i mean science is a dirty word and somebody could get it in there somehow brian we, we can't desalinize water but we can microchip stuff that small yes hey haven't you sterilization? seen sterilization let's talk about that for a second sterilization yeah, yeah. all these sterilization rumors going around there's yeah. not and you can research this upside one down the other wherever you can look and look there's never been a vaccine that's caused sterilization Correct. maybe there should be I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe there should be, but there's not. Because <laughs> that's not the target. That takes surgery typically. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Or so disease you, process will do that. One of the other questions, Nan, do you have it in front of you? Mm-hmm. Was something about can you read it? I don't have it in front of me. So um, why don't they advise patients what they can do for themselves at home while they wait to see? someone to get in or how are they, how do they know when they're sick enough to go to the hospital okay and what should what can they do at home or should yeah should they go should they just immediately go get tested if they feel the slightest thing or should people just kind of hold out and i only asked that also because i just interviewed a guy a couple of weeks ago who back in may was having some flu symptoms didn't think anything of it the family didn't really feel good about getting the vaccine they went to the doctor chest x-ray fine covid test negative within three days he's on a ventilator and they're telling him say goodbye to your family and now he's fine so what sometimes those tests they're not accurate depending on the timing of them sometimes it's the way they do the test sometimes they don't get deep enough sometimes it's how they run the test and the reagent they use there's a lot of variables that's with any test any kind of lab work but for the most part they're pretty accurate i don't know the numbers on that but that does happen um and or if you feel like you should you have symptoms you probably should have got tested earlier yeah when at the I first time temperature and difficulty breathing are the two key ones but third if you feel like you're sick at all then isolate yourself yeah. and see if it is just the flu and I, the other thing I tell our patients is if you start feeling those symptoms and it starts to increase at all, go get tested. At yeah. a minimum. Yeah. I mean, it's a free test. Yeah. It's not fun having a Q-tip shoved into your brain, but it's a lot better than being on events. And two, if you think you're going to be around people and you have symptoms, we, we recommend if you have symptoms, get tested. Correct. So you're not running around the public spreading it. And then stay isolated. It's uh, I think it's seven to ten days now. It's not seven to ten days, yep. days anymore to isolate. So that's better. But yep. yeah, testing and isolate until you know for sure, and you might have a false negative. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. Well, in fairness, this guy that did he had that false negative, and then he he went back. I think the next day or had another one, and then they said, yeah, you've got it. And yeah, yeah. And within I think within a day, he they could they did a chest X ray, and he had lung damage already. Mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't take long it causes inflammation it's not your typical like pneumonia it causes those little alveoli to swell up and that's where your oxygen exchange is yeah. compromised but um yeah my my parents got covid one thing i wanted to bring up real quick 
my parents got COVID. My dad got it really, really bad um, because he waited to go in, but um, my mom didn't get it bad at all. And come to find out she's type O type. People that have type O blood typically don't get as sick if they get sick at all. It's an unknown phenomenon. Nobody really knows why. Um, but then people with other blood types typically get sicker. So that's another unknown. Nobody knows why. But so, yeah, so what, what, what blood types are, are some that react harder than others? Typically A. A. So there goes getting that A, people. Yeah. I'm A plus, so I'm good, right? Not. No, you're on the, you're on the other end of that spectrum, right. sir. You're not on the good spectrum. Yeah. A positive is not, it's worse. Any, anything yeah. A you don't o, want to be. Any A. Oh, oh you want to be, doesn't which get is what it. I am. Oh, but you got it bad. How bad did you, so then maybe that's why you didn't get it severely. No, I, like sincerely, I believe that that's the reason I wasn't hospitalized. Cause I think otherwise, given all my other health issues, I 100% would have been. Yeah, see my mom smoked for several years and I was very concerned about him. And so did my dad, but my mom smoked way longer than my dad did. And my mom's typo, she barely got 99.5 fever and she got yeah. tested just because she was curious because my dad was in the hospital Yeah. and she was positive. And my dad's in the hospital in ICU, almost on event. And he was really, really sick. Yeah. And how is he now? He's really frail, um, he's lost a lot of weight. He had it last November and he's still not been able to gain his weight back. He still feels very weak, but um, his lungs are better. He took a little spirometer home and he was vigilant about it. He used it Good. probably a hundred times a day. Good for what's, him. What's that? It's a little, it's called an incentive spirometer and it basically is an exercise machine for your lungs. And it's a little hose things you suck in on to try to increase yeah. your lung volume. Okay. Yep. And he was religious about it. And at first he was using the fact against me a little bit that he's like, minute. I'm a respiratory therapist. You don't have to tell me when to go to the hospital. Okay, Dad. I'm not telling you anyway. I think that you're just getting my vibe. But yeah, he waited seven days with a high fever and no meds. And you know us healthcare employees, we're always the last to go to a doctor because we think we know too much. So now, as soon as he was in the hospital, he's like, "Oh, I'm all over this now." He scared the poop out of him. I bet. He took his spirometer home and he kept a diary of his. And he, his lungs are great now. He's really good, but he can't gain that weight back. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And he's still grumpy as hell. So that's probably why too. Yep. yep. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything that you want people to know that maybe I haven't asked you guys yet about this or, or other than, Hey dummies go do it, but maybe that's not going to convince anyone because they're going to feel forced. So what, how can you inspire, inspire people that are going to be listening to this, inspire them? To me, I just think if you knew how many people that I, all of us in healthcare had dealt with that were in that same scenario, oh, I'm not going to get it, you know, you can't take my freedom, that are laying in a hospital bed and suddenly their tune is 100% different. It's, I just wish people could ever be privy to that conversation and that emotion that comes with that, because it's one thing to have a political stand or a personal decision about something, but when it's something that potentially can take you away from your children or your spouse or your loved ones, um, that decision suddenly isn't so clear. And, you know, again, just realize and, and please talk to, if you have questions, if you have concerns, talk to somebody you know that's a healthcare professional or make an appointment to see one because this is something so important and it's so easy and it really can save your life or a neighbor or a friend or a loved one. It's, it just doesn't make any sense to us in our community because of, we see the end result of it and we care about people. We don't want anybody getting sick. This has nothing to do with politics for any of us or anything like that. It, it's just we want people to live healthy, happy lives and go home to their loved ones at the end of the day. And when you choose to not take this vaccine right now, and a lot of times for reasons that maybe aren't factual or truth, it's super frustrating to be in that room watching someone fight for their life alone. 
And when that's something that could have been avoided, um, it just becomes, it, it starts to become like a desperate plea on our end because it, you, you hate to see anyone ever go through that, anybody. And when you know there's a tool out there that people can use to help manage that or prevent that and they're not doing it because of a lot of misinformation, it just, it's hard. We just don't want people to have to needlessly suffer if they don't need to. So. It sort of becomes a big fat, I told you so, I guess. In, yeah, the worst, then, in the worst possible way. And then it's you know, seriously you know. putting such a strain on our healthcare system, besides the PTSD that's, and the burnout that it's creating, which is pretty bad, the financial strain that it's putting on healthcare is you can't even besides oxygen at home and his you know people are going to have these medical issues forever and it's so hard to even speak to because i'm so consumed by it every day but anyway um also our freedoms like don't we want some of our freedoms back like to me that was why i got it was because i want to start getting some of my freedoms back and i thought it would buy everybody else's freedoms back and i was really surprised at the kickback of people that didn't want it and then just a sad story um i heard a story the other day of somebody that came into the icu and they were about to be put on the ventilator and they were begging for a vaccine they're like i was so wrong yep i've heard that phrase quite a few times I wish I had paid more That's attention and not listened to stuff. It's heartbreaking. It, our, that is you, the perfect word to watch someone struggling and fighting for their life and a lot of times losing it and, and knowing the whole time that, man, if I had just made one different decision that maybe this wouldn't be the outcome. It's, we deal with so many things in our world, cancer, heart disease, you know, diabetes, you name it, that are things that sometimes people have no control over. And it just is what it is. But this is one of those things where you have a say, you have control and you have the means to you know, protect yourself and your loved ones. And when people make the choice to not do that and unfortunately end up with COVID and, and it can go sideways real fast, it's heartbreaking. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. And it's, it's brutal to watch. Here's a pregnancy story real quick. I have, um, I know three separate people that, have had their vaccines, went on to get pregnant, had their babies, and they're all thrilled that they got the vaccine because science is showing now that these vaccines are keeping their babies safe babies through their breast milk. And, and then I know one bad story of somebody that didn't get the vaccine and got COVID right before she was supposed to deliver and was put in the hospital at seven and a half, eight months. And she's just been in the hospital struggling. She can't breathe. Um, she's had a lot of issues with her urinary tract and surgeries and can't pee and just a nightmare story for her. So. And you think that's a direct result of her not getting COVID. it? Yeah, because she got COVID. But not she got COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. And so now she has COVID and she's pregnant and she's struggling and now, gosh, I hope her baby's okay. Nobody knows how that's going to turn out. She hasn't delivered yet. How long has she had it? She got it probably three months into her pregnancy. And so she's had, she's had it for a couple months and then start having all these health issues. Okay. Yeah, I had, I had fatigue for at least three months, like I've never had in my life, body aches and fatigue. I had a lot of other symptoms when I was COVID was active, but for probably a good three months. I, I, it was all I could do to get out of bed in the morning. So, I mean, it's, it's not something that's just, you're you you get your seven, to, you. seven to 10 days and you're done for some people. That's true. You know, it's just like, you know, you hear right now so much in the media, oh, well, people that have gotten the vaccine are still getting COVID. Yeah, they are. And they get sick for a few Mild days, but then symptoms. they go home and they do yeah. fine. Yeah. But yeah. they're typically not bending up on a ventilator, but <clears throat> Okay. And now we're coming around to the booster. Um, people are getting titers that measures where your immune system is in response to COVID and people's titers are dropping. So it's starting to come around where they could start being more susceptible and, and getting COVID worse if their titers drop far enough. 
Okay. How many vaccine options are there? Are there just the three? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the three. And is one, would you recommend one over the other? Or are they all whatever? Just pick one, just spin the dial. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I've They're not heard good. any differentiation. I got the Pfizer. I, yeah. I got Johnson and Johnson and had no trouble whatsoever with it. Yeah. I like that one. Just the fact that you one time dose. One time. I'm like, cause I'm lazy. I'm like, I don't have to go twice. I have an appointment on the 30th, just as a, as a confession to you, nurse people. Do it. And do I'm it. going. Please oh, do Brian. it. I'm begging you. Oh, do Brian. it. Oh, Brian. So we'll, we'll see if I, if I'm fine or if I peg it, I'm sure I'll be fine, but you'll be fine. Well, yeah. I, I thank you guys. I don't know why I just didn't talk to somebody like talk to you guys when this all started. It's kind of dumb, but maybe I just talk need to people. Try. It's all good. Exhaust all the other possibilities. And, but it's you, talking to you guys has pretty much pushed me over the fence. You know, I'm on the other side of the fence now. Just, and, you know, I honestly believe that everybody has their right to decide, but please educate yeah. yourself first before yeah. you say no. And there's such kickback. You know, some people are just like, it's a conspiracy. And it's like, I don't, gosh, can you convince me why that's real? Yeah. I don't get it. That would be an interest. That's an interesting podcast. I'm actually going to interview somebody next week who is avidly against every, she's got a kid with issues and she's, she's had been against vaccines for 10 years. So she's one of those moms that, you know, I don't know what kind of things, but she's got kids with lots of issues. And so she's yeah. very adamant and conspiratorial and, you know, whatever. So that's going to yeah. be an interesting discussion to have too. I just want to get her perspective on why she yeah. thinks what she thinks. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I couldn't speak for everybody. I, I don't blame her. I would have my doubts too. Yeah. If my child and that's why we have doctors and, and you go talk to your physician because not everybody should do certain things. You know what I mean? That's everything. You can't just, you know, cross the board, say this is great for every single human being. Because there are always exceptions yeah. to those rules. And so, you know, if, if people have certain medical conditions or what have you, talk to your physician, talk to your mm -hmm. medical professional, and they'll guide you the best that they can. And that's, you know, it's, I get that there are cases like that. We're compassionate to that. We understand that things like that can happen. It's reality. But thankfully, it's a very, very, very small number of those cases that happen. And mm -hmm. so that's why you, like I said, just educate yourself. Like Nan said, go to your physician, talk to medical professionals and, and see what they say. Perfect. We can wrap it up right there, guys. Thank you so much for your time. And I know this is, well, I didn't until I talked to you, but how overwhelming this is for you and, and the exhaustion factor must just be through the roof. It is. So. So I appreciate you both taking time and, um, and thank you. Thank you again for listening to the Parish to Thought show. We would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback. If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Parish the Thought Show.